When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello darkness my old friend I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Um, this weekend saw Limerick crowned All-Ireland champions in Cena Hurland. Cork won two All-Irelands. And today, Tipperary were let down by the news that Liam Cattle will not manage Tipperary in 2022. And that's where we'll start. I'm joined again by Enda Tracy from Chumri Vera, Sean Smith from Torla Sarsfield. Enda, initial thoughts, Liam, isn't coming, Liam Cattle isn't coming back. Savage disappointment was the first, the first reaction and... Like we were hearing rumor mill, the rumor mill was on overdrive all week saying he was coming, he wasn't coming, he was coming. But like you, you just you felt that like it was just too perfect an opportunity for him. You know, it was uh we had the uh, three years with Liam and then we had him to come and back us up after Liam packed it in. It looked like it was laid out for him with the under twenties there and the under twenty ones. He knows the lad so well and 
you know, the trip to Waterford must have been difficult the last couple of years for all the tip tip lads on the on the coaching ticket with him. And he just thought it was a match made in heaven, like and it was all done, but just to sign the dotted line. But <laughs> I just don't know what's happened in the in the last week or two. It's been kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. Um I suppose if you're if you're to believe what's been said, Liam met the county board uh late last week um to discuss whatever they needed to discuss and by all accounts, the job was his if he wanted it. So it seems it's more that Liam turned the turned the job down than than it wasn't offered to him. Like, but I mean, obviously we're only just that's hearsay. But it's very disappointing, isn't it, to, for from a county board point of view and from a tip supporting point of view? Yeah, especially kind of he's the man that's on everyone's lips to fair, and he's the man that was you could say set up for the position um, when it came available. And you kind of rather know if we just said initially. I'm not going, I kind of kid it, but like we all got, kind of, no hope, so we thought we were kind of in there. We all want to, you know, we all said the same thing. Now we're kind of looking back at what do we do wrong and what do Watford do right, but like kind of wondering what could Watford done instead of ourselves. Like that's where I kind of wonder now. Yeah. So in the, I suppose, look, we're moving on from, from Liam Cahill because there's no point in talking about he's going back to Watford. He'll be on the other, in the other dugout next year when the, when the round robin starts again, but what are we looking at, um, candidate-wise? Uh, I mean, we've we've heard of Darry Egan's name being mentioned. I suppose Darren Gleeson from the the man is is managing Antrim, and they they did quite well last year. But what are, what are our options, in your opinion? Yeah, sure. Darry Egan's been touted there heavily, but as far as I know, he's not too eager to take it on yet. Um, I think he feels maybe he's a bit. He's still a bit. He's very young. He's still very young and he's only starting out in his coaching career really the last three, four, five years. So, you know, it'd be a big undertaking for him. And if it went wrong, then it'd be a, it'd be an uphill struggle for him again to get a good job around again. So other than him, look, Darren Gleason's done very well with Antrim, but again, he's in the same type of boat. He's only recently retired. He's only coaching a week really. And outside of him, we were discussing it beforehand, maybe Brendan Cummins, but he hasn't much done other than been what was he a selector for Kerry and and Leash. Yeah. So like is he ready for it either? You don't know. The best candidate in my eyes is Willie Maher. Yeah. You know, he's done the time underage with tip teams and he's been on the circuit there the last few years, learning his trade as well up with Cool and a few clubs. So like I'd be I'd be leaning towards Willie Maher now, but it's it's not it's not cut and dry like it was with Cattle, you know. There's it's it's hard to know what the right appointment will be like. Yeah, Sean, I suppose I I'd be hoping that even though the the county board did meet Liam Cahill last week, I would hope that they didn't put all their eggs in one basket and, and have possibly met a couple of other candidates as well as as Liam Cahill. But um, what do you, what do you think? What what would you your preferred direction be now that that Liam is going back to Waterford? Well, kind of firstly, I hope they had a plan B anyway. If you don't. We're silly, like, I'm um, pretty fair. Um, but as Enda said there, the names he's mentioned are all I can think of, like, as well. Like, Darigan's probably front runner from what we heard over the last week or two, which doesn't get it. But then when he said, as William R. CV is as good as anyone, um, will he be approached the thing? It's hard to think of, until we don't go outside the county either, like, we're not going to do that. Um, but I like to kind of see him have some plan B and. Again, not rush into, but we're going to have some directive where to go. Like, you know, the club championships are starting up this weekend. Like, so players want to know who they have to impress, technically speaking. I know 
And it's interesting again, the tip job will be at the game, there's no question that's but and they're doing the research, but yeah, you want to have kind of some fever for the county board or some yeah. sort of idea what, what way they're going. What, they're looking, the, do you know looking, what way did Kula go in the Dublin Championship last year? Did they win it or were they beaten in the final or semi-final? I, I think they I think they won it, yeah. And I think they were beaten early enough in Leinster. In Leinster, yeah, yeah. Um I think he won a county final with them anyway. Um so look, it's not it's obviously look cooler they're like the Harlem Globetrotters the Dublin mm. hurling up there like it's 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 not exactly a, a massive challenge to take them to a county title there they're more for Leinster titles in all Ireland's at this stage in their in their um progression but look will you matter like other than the couple of games there towards the end of his tenure there where they were beaten by Waterford and got a lot of criticism for that like he had a good record with tip underage teams you know yeah um and look it was just you can't be judging a lad on one game either. Like you have to look at the the entire CV he has, and he hasn't stopped managing since since then. You know, um, yeah. you know he's he's the right go of it, and I think he has the right temperament for it as well. Yeah, just you mentioned that Waterford game, and I know I, I read that somewhere before about about Maher and that people weren't didn't like him because he when when the ship was going down again in that Waterford game he didn't make any changes. But I mean. If I'm to play devil's advocate, when the ship was going down with Watford this year, Liam Cattle didn't do anything against against Limerick to stop that tide either. I mean, they were comprehensively yeah. beaten in the in the in the semi final. Yeah, you've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. Same with Brian Cody in the sixteen All Ireland and yeah. even the nineteen All Ireland. You know, yeah, uh, it's not as simple as making changes. And it's definitely going to work. Sure, if, yeah. if you don't feel the plan B is going to be any better, sure, you know. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Them games are dead and buried. It's and especially with underage, underage games. Like, I mean, sure, Jesus, Liam, Liam Cattle himself, I mean, the, what is it, the 2018 Munster final, sure, I mean, they were, they were hammered out the gate yeah. with, no, with no comeback. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, look, he could be from, we could be bouncing from one Ballingarry man to another for, for, uh, for our there, next manager. There, there's really two jobs as well. Should under 20s are vacant as well. So, yeah. Um, Surely they were interviewing for both, and maybe maybe there'd be a drip down to who they were interviewing for the under twenty gig as well if they didn't have a plan B for the senior. So yeah, well, I, th- I think that that's probably very important, and I hope that whatever way we go, that there is a tie-in between the twenties and uh, and and especially now, I suppose when when we're looking to probably rebuild a bit, that that there is a t- that maybe one of the selectors is managing the the. The twenties, and then able to know who is good enough and what kind of player they want to progress through to the to the senior set. Yeah, we just have to park it now. Forget yeah. about Liam Cattle, and we have to move on. And like we can't stay still waiting for a lad that we think will do a good job to come and do a good job. He turned down the job at the end of the day, like so. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. That won't be, that won't be forgotten either. Like yeah. I, I I think it might be come back to bite him in in the end, but um. Look, it is disappointing. At the end of the day, he was the best candidate, and he's very good at what he does. But look, something happened yeah. in the background. So it's yeah, look, that. three three years, as I suppose, is a long time in in G. And I mean, whoever, as we've as we've said, whoever gets the tip job, it's a three, four, maybe five year year job. And yeah, um, like things, the whole landscape of, of tip G could be totally different in, in in that amount of time, from the top table right down to the bottom. Guys that are are 15, 16 now are suddenly 21, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, yeah. and, and they could be stars, stars of, of that team. So, look, I suppose over the next week or two, hopefully it's resolved quick enough, especially with county championships starting 
Um, and and there's a manager in place. I think the, it's a five-man team on the county board that are that are to pick it. Um, chairman, secretary, treasurer, vice chairman, and PRO. So it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see what they what they come up with now on 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 both fronts. Um, staying with the intercounty game, lads. Um, an awesome performance out of Limerick last Sunday in the All Ireland final. Um, was it up there with Kilkenny two thousand and eight? The way they demolished them, it definitely was. They yeah, had that they had that ruthless ruthlessness of to them, and they just didn't give Cork any any ray of light at all. I haven't said that. I felt Cork were. I I I don't remember. I, I don't know how far back you go, Mike. You're you're old enough, I suppose. But <laughs> I I don't ever remember a Cork team rolling over like that in any match at any grade at any stage of the year. I I thought they were. The word for them is, I thought they were pathetic, like on the day. Yeah, well, I, I, I remember back, was it, you know, was it this, this, the start of the league this year or 12 months ago when Brendan Cummins and Don Cusick were on the the Sunday game or the, the league Sunday or whatever it was and Cummins called Cork soft and Cusick went bananas over it. But like, happened back to Jaleem Cahill, what it was, it 2018 All-Ireland final when we got four goals in the first five or six minutes. That Cork team were soft, and that looked like Limerick could do that to them last weekend again, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, their, their heads went down very quickly, and the game plan that they have, look, it can, it, there was a lot of, look, there's a high percentage chance that there's going to be mistakes and, and Limerick punish them, but they kept doing the same thing over and over again. Just simple things, short passes to hand, they were dropping it, the first touch was dodgy. They just—I don't think they actually believed that they could beat Limerick. Mm. Um, look, Limerick are a much better team than them. Look, at the end of the, I think Cork were lucky enough to get to an All Ireland in the first place. Where Tony Kelly buries that goal, like realistically, Clare should have beaten them that day. Yeah, I saw Sean. Sorry, Sean. They got a soft route to the All Ireland final, in my opinion. Um, Clare, who would, we had already beat, Kilkenny, who I—I I don't, I don't consider this Kilkenny team is to is up there in in. In the ranks of of great teams, and I suppose it, it shows how poor Leinster is that we like they won the Leinster championship pulling up, and you know we we still don't rate them like so. Did, were were they lucky? Maybe similar to Watford last year, and that they got a fairly nice run to the final. Yeah, for sure. And even ourselves before we're kind of countering for the hatched saying they've beat Watford, beat the and we're fine. We're like going, geez, this idea like kind of route no, um. And kind of clattering, but like Waterford and Cork kind of got there. Like, did they have to kind of dig deep in any of the games? Like, and I know against Kenny, they did in the end, but like, like he would have fenced him beating Kenny, like, Tip would have fenced beating Kenny as well at that time. But Limerick in the first half, Cork just came out then and it was over. Like, it was people like we watched the match second half, kind of, you know, to watch it back, kind of realize again what happened. It was just then very good. First half is yeah. awesome, like 318. Phenomenal, like you, as I was saying there, I watched there in the poll a few was like years ago, you're predicting the score for a match, you might go on 20 to 119. No, them predict the score things like them days are gone, like, yeah, yeah. going out of the water, like, say so 318 conceded at that time, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> conceding that, like, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is, and and I suppose I look obviously the the John Kiley Paul Kenner and um, combo are, are very good tactically, but Jesus Kieran Kingston was really found out. To having no no tactical new at all. Like I mean, he even even Jesus to put ten people behind the ball and just 
shored up would have been a tactic and they, they never went down that route at all. Yeah, they, they, they were forewarned as well. Sure. They, they played Limerick in the last league game and they didn't change anything with the way they play in, even into the Munster game and into the All-Ireland again. So, like, I... You know, they like, weren't going to go, outrun or outscore Limerick. No. That's, we should try to do. Keen Lynch absolutely destroyed Mark Coleman. In the, in, he destroyed him in the league he destroyed him in the first round of the championship and they still went back with Coleman at centre back on, yeah. on, on Lynch. Yeah, yeah. But the, you're looking at Robert Downey as well, full back lads. I people raving about him after Kenny game. Like I just I couldn't see it. Like I, the, my first memories of him are is it in the Munster under twenty one game? He was coming off before half time against Tip, yeah. he was starting wing back, and I was like yeah. You mentioned that actually weeks ago in Dan one, but yeah. I said he's laying out there, they're in trouble like. Oh should Flanagan Flanagan had it, had it at his ease, like he did, yeah. yeah. At, like Cork are a long way off still. I think their problem for the last 10 15 years has been backmen and they're just not producing them. Their, their whole full backline was destroyed, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure, Peter Casey before his injury had five points got in 19 minutes. I mean, that's yeah, Niall O'Leary, was it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. should have been destroyed repeatedly in loads of different matches over yeah. the years against different teams, like, yeah, like. Um, yeah, I don't see I don't see any All Ireland in that Cork team, and to, to be quite honest with you, I mean if you were to rank them in Munster, I still don't put them in the top three. Like, yeah, yeah, no, they're a long way off. They'll be hoping that they have a few good, uh, good a few good backmen on the under twenty team, and yeah, like Kieran Joyce that has a bit of potential. And look, it'll be a few years. They're probably in a similar boat, also. I think, where they're going to have to build with young lads over a couple of years. I don't think. I don't think they'll be beating Limerick anytime soon, anyway. No, well, by the looks of things, nobody will be beating Limerick anytime yeah. soon. But look, we saw in 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 twenty in two thousand and eight, uh, Kilkenny destroyed Waterford, and the following year we came very close to to beating them in an Ireland final. So things can change very quickly yeah. well, once in Ireland, as we all know. Um. So yeah, look, I suppose that's that's all for the inter county game at at men's level anyway in twenty twenty two. Um, a disappointing year from from a tip point of view, I suppose. But I suppose we have the the, the club to look forward to now. Lads, uh, divisional finals are on the weekend. Clonolty, uh, Torlas, Killadangan, Killinall were the senior winners in in the four divisions. No real shocks, I would say. Bear maybe Killinall, but the south is Killinall and Mullinahone is always going to be a toss of a coin, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. no, no real surprises there. I think. Um... In our final, I, I know you were watching it on the stream, but I thought there was great cutting it. I thought it was a great game. Um, Killeron kept it into Killedangan fairly well. Now there was only, it was a draw game with about six or seven minutes left. And Killedangan just have that reserve in their locker. They just have goals at any time. And Dan O'Mara got the goal there a couple of minutes from time and killed the game. But I, I'm surprised by Killeron because he started so slow in the air and I wasn't expecting much from him. Um, she started hurling right well. They've Shamus Hennessy inside full forward. Like he's, He's not moving much, but like he's a good, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good focal point for their attack up there. And that's Jerry Cattle. Is I thought he was very good. Like, um, yeah, I mean, like speaking of those under twenty one teams, Jerry Cattle and Billy Seymour were both top class performers in yeah. that game, weren't they? From either one from, I think Billy got man of the match actually. I mean, didn't he? he was, yeah. But like, I mean, they, they they really stood out. Yeah, Billy's got serious potential. Like he's. He, he's a habit of missing easy chances though he's done that a few times with Tip and geez, he missed two clear cut points in front of the goals there last day as well um, I think he's just snatching at a few things if you, you could 
tidied that up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's a big, big unit. He's quick. He's a good striker of the ball. Yeah. He's a good target man there. Like he's he's got great potential. But Jerry Cattle, I'm a massive fan of him. He's only small in size, but like the pace of him and the, the vision of him and his ability to get the ball out of the rock is unbelievable for this lad of size of him. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, I think um, just having looked at that game, I um, whoever does get the tip manager's job, I mean, that is the first port of call for me is getting Jerry Cahill on board. His energy, his his ability is something that we are sorely lacking. And he, he, yeah. he, he, I thought he was excellent. Now, I, I, I'd say if if Killeran had won, he was man of the match. And I suppose that's when, when Killedangan won, that's why Seymour got it. But um, yeah, he, he was excellent. Were, look, I know, I know I was saying it wasn't a... Saint Joe, I didn't think it was great, but the first half was, was, was poor, but it certainly livened up very much in the second half. But there was a lot of hard hitting going on in, in, yeah, was, in, yeah. in, in the first half. Of yes, it was great to see you, and I, I was only after watching all Ireland as well. Yeah. So, you know, you're going from, from yeah. absolutely nothing happened to getting annihilated, and then what, what, that, one thing I did notice and was uh, Barry Hogan. Barry Hogan has a monster of a poke out. I mean, he landed a couple of poke outs down into the opposition just outside their 21 we never saw that with tip i know that the long book out is gone but it's a, it's an option and it puts teams on the back foot doesn't it because you just don't know what he's going to do with it, it does yeah he's a monstrous book i remember we, we played him in clock jordan and i was like jazz there must be a massive wind here he's landing down the full forward line like it's ridiculous yeah. but isn't it the most isn't it the easiest way to transfer the ball up the pitch like it puts yeah. serious pressure on the back line if you're lumping it down and you're crowding under it yeah. And it work, and Kiladang use it to great effect. Like yeah. they always have lads zooming around for the breaks, and it works for them. Like yeah, well, I mean, all of a sudden the half back line are sitting 10, 10 yards further back, you know, trying to be under that poke out, and and it probably does free up options out around the field and that. So it was um, yeah, it was a good win for Kiladang though, and they look they look to be still on course to retain their their county titles. Yeah, they're they're very good. Um. Just have if one lad is going wrong, there's a couple of different lads popping up at scores, and just they've great pace, they've good balance in their team, great scores. Mm. They're just a very good team, like they're, they're favourites in my eyes, anyway. Yeah, they're they're certainly up there. Sean, uh, Torres Arsfields re re took the mid crown. Uh, Paulie Maher got man of the match. Uh, vintage display from from the Sayers looked in trouble earlier on, though. Um, Lockmore came out of the block firing. Yeah, for all accounts, Lockmore has under pressure there. A good few points down. Um, Aidan McGrath dropped the ball into the goals. Again, another Lockmore goalie. Again, like it's something, I know it's for a different day, but they need to kind of sit on a goalie, you know, putting in outfield players. He played well in apart from that, but that gave us a lifeline back into the start. In the first half, when he just drove on from there. Um, Park Maris full back. That's where I should just, just be leaving there. He's mm. he's catching everything, rolling centre back. They're scoring points, passing the ball in. Then our full forward line, then Paddy Creed, Dennis Merritt worked their socks off. So like the good performance and good momentum to keep going. Like and um, I like to be Downing and Downing has put kind of style into ourselves and kind of our work rate from the forwards is exceptional. To be honest, um, own person they're blocked down and lag coming out in the first half. No right team block them down. We got a score off it, you know, and then things kind of turned the games and other years might see that kind of work rate. So it is a win, but Lockmore like, were missing a good few marquee kind of lads as Sweeney and a few other lads kind of would be on the team. So there's a few lads playing that probably weren't won't be there at the end of the year, but we'll take the win and go from there for sure. Yeah, um I, I know I said it to you while the game was on, but 
And I think in this as well, Paddy Creedon is a unit, but right? he and he he's able to hurdle too. Yeah, for sure. And lifted a minor cup last night on a 19 cup, um, captain for ourselves. And Ferris Borland had a good handle on him with two lads on him, but he, he needs that kind of marking. Um, his hurdle has gone on in the past couple of weeks, has gone on unteen amounts, like his left yeah. left football panel, and that's probably the hurling point, you know. Um he's a he's young, he's a focal, he put him in there and he's off Dennis Mar, and then you've like one person, small lad beside him. The ball is breaking off, and they're letting not know. But he's one definitely that can't wait to see it up against the bigger teams in the county championship. Yeah, that, that's an interesting kind of dynamic the Sayers have in the up front. Dennis Maher, who I think he scored five or six goals in the in the mid championship, and, and Paddy Greeden, who are both well built over six foot, and and they have that option Sayers now of just lumping the ball into the full forward line if they're if they're ever in trouble, don't they? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's different from the stars we've seen the last ten years, which is to pay zooming around at fours with Laren, Laren, Stephen Cal, and all them. And yeah. you know, it, look, we were saying about the long puck outs from from Kildangan, like it, it is effective if you use it right. I know mm. Hurland's gone very um, regimented with the hand passing and the running off the shoulder, but look, there, there's still room for it in the club game for sure. I mean, you've lads the size of Dennis Maher and Paddy Creeden when they can hurl as well. They're they're serious target men. Yeah. Um, thought Stephen Cal was good the other day. I know he was dropping fierce deep, um, hurled a lot of ball, and just the two of Mahers again were fucking they were excellent. Like, yeah. um, I think Paddy seems to be getting better. There's no slow again. He, seem, he seems he seems to be going going back to his younger days. The way he's hurling at the moment, like he's yeah. he's just unreal. Like, and now with Cal not coming in, you, you'd wonder if he has another few years left in the tank. But like, he's he's going to be important. They look they look like they're really. Setting up a stall for the year, and they really want to win the county title again. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how they would fare in inside the stadium, and you know when the stadium would traditionally have suited the way Sarah's play, and they could get caught in a kind of a holy cross or or a drum band or somewhere like that. Whereas when they went into the stadium, it really brought life into them. So it'll be interesting to see how they go from a Lockmore point of view. The McGraths, I suppose, John McGrath looked very sharp, especially early on, and Noel got. It'll be, it'll be hard to see a point better than at the one off the side that they worked off the sideline, um, a cracking point um, into the, the the bridge goals we would say in in Holy Cross. But, um, it was it Kieran Connolly. Kieran Connolly was missing for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sweeney up front. Well, Evan, yeah, Evan is sure. Evan must be thirty six or seven. But he's still now, what Evan would have been better than what they have instead of he's he's going to get a few points every game. He's a lad you have to mark. He's He's, you know, even though his age is that age, but he's, he's still yeah. like, Even if you're trying to even into the goals and then you've Aidan McGraw to feel like Aidan McGraw's yeah. lost yeah. the field there. Like. Evan played goals, what, two or three years ago yeah. kind of before David Kennedy yeah. came in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Aidan McGraw's important to them there in the half-back line as well. He was a bit of a loss there. But, like, more, but like more going to go now, football, like, someone's saying they're in a match, like, if they keep going in both codes, like, 14 weeks or something, like, it's... Yeah. But I suppose they're, they, they are the type of team that kind of revel in that don't they you know the week on just going from week to week and and switching and we saw it last year where they went to both county finals yeah it doesn't it doesn't phase them yeah but then we, they won't need or then you know it is what's the end goal at the end of it like you know yeah. we're no cup you have to like yeah have to come with something i, I think they just they they tailor their training accordingly like they know they're yeah. going to be getting they probably involved, don't so. Yeah, they're not going to do much. Yeah, for your recovery yeah. session and just recovery is all again. they do. Like, sure, they're, they're, they're used to it now. Like, you know, mm. 
Um, but yeah, and then out west, Clonoty again won their second six in a row or their 12th title in 15 years um, here in West Tipperary. Um, it was a, a tough game, Sean. You were there against against um, against Cashel. There was a lot of hard hitting going into it, but I think overall, Clonoty were, were the better team on the day, weren't they? Uh, yeah, Clonoty had a bit of class in the end. They scored, they just tipped points over when they knew they were kind of needed to get a few on the board, but had a proper kind of visual final feel about it. There was a big crowd, there was hits, there was dubious decisions, there was lads on sideline roaring in our players. No, it was very, it was good. It was interesting from a neutral point of view for sure. But um, Cash be fair, like, they're going to around for a while. Um, Aaron Brown was in goals, made one exceptional save. Um, sure, Brown thought was so, so he's trying to do a lot. Um, again, it's a team that's only fitting into seeing where he is. Ryan Dwyer is a handful. Could have got five red cards, could have got none. Like, you know, it's that kind of player. He's on the edge the whole time. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, they had to pop over scores near the end and they had lads of good points from out of the field. But Castle, they missed two goal chances in the second half. They could have had a bang there. But, no, anything that's playing Castle this year in the ring would be kind of not worrying, but they'd be, have to have some sort of tactics against the few marquee lads, you know, and there as well. Like, so. Yeah, I know, I know Castle were disappointed, but, I mean, really, like, they... The five new players into their into their certain lineup. It's going to take a while for them to yeah. get in, and I think every game they'll probably they'll probably get better as it goes on. It, you know, it'll, it'll just take take a while for for that to settle for them. Clonoldy Dylan probably didn't really stand out as much as he should have been a been a county man. Uh, but Mikey Winnie in the middle of the field was exceptional for them. Oh yeah, class. Winnie got two points front of me there, and they said not the on not standing outside, and he just off third or the bar. You know they were. Yeah. It was always good to score. It's like you know, um, Dylan Cork was kind of touch and go from Austin, but then he's but them lads are always marked. You always have another pair of eyes in them lads again, like um. But then they had the other lads out the field that could stay at the point instead of pumping one feeling Cork tall time. Like, can only come in there about tall time. They are like there's no about. Yeah, yeah. Look, the only will probably be they might be in the Torless and and Kiladangan, I suppose. Uh. Range at the moment, but I mean, if they got a run like they did a couple of years ago, they they they're going to trouble anyone that they, they come up against uh, in in the county championship. Um, intermediate finals were on. The biggest game of the weekend was in Tip Town Saturday. Uh, I brought you along for the spin, Sean. See, Kappa win their first West Intermediate title. <laughs> Big celebrations in the village the weekend. Please, <laughs> you did, and he fucking I thought he fucked it away. To be honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, all the hurling and then going takes time. Jesus, um, uh, I know it was a cracking game. Huh? Jesus, it was an exceptional game. Like, no, some great hurlers on show. And um, yeah. Amy for Golden was he was throwing the out ball really, but. He's some player like as well. Yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack Leamy was excellent. I mean, if anyone wants to have a look at it's up on the West Tip GA YouTube page, but Leamy was, I think he scored five points over the course of the hour and then he yeah. did a couple of frees as well. And I mean, there was a, at one point he he grabbed the ball straight from a puck out in between two lads and he hit it into the full forward line when he had a chance to, to try drive it over the bear. And if he had, I think Golden would have driven on from it. But, yeah. um, we dug it out well. Something that we're not renowned for, I suppose, and which is something that has been a been a problem for us over the over the years. So we have to dig it out two games. So hopefully we carry that on into the into the county championship with a couple of injuries to come back. That's um, the one thing about the divisional games is giving teams some momentum. Um, when I noticed this point tipping knocked out early, but 
you kind of see from me not all division finals around place that it is something that teams want to win them and you know it's yeah, think he's a, going into the county leagues or county groups and I'll probably have an edge in the other ones to be fair there's a huge appetite for them I mean we'd say the, the the scramble for tickets for club games in, in all the, the divisions has been has been quite quite good you know people are, are mad looking to go to games and uh, um, down south Ballingarry won the south intermediate at the first time vesting and up uh, in the mid mine had a big win over over Borla um, and without Connor Bow, I think Sean yeah yeah. yeah, this point result for Borlan um, thought to be close, but mine, as we said, even remember doing the start of the interview, mine are up there intermediate, one of the best teams yeah. at that grade. Like, there's not. Yeah, and an art intermediate final ended that's going ahead on the 4th of September, Moneygall and Boris Kane. Yeah, it was postponed. I think there was a few yeah. COVID cases there in Boris Kane, so um, better safe than sorry, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be on. That'll be a good enough match, I think. Um, I think um, it's going to be. Probably Moneygall or probably the form team coming into it, but there, there's very little between any of those in our teams and the intermediate grade. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of wrap up the divisional side of things. Um, it's on a, that final is on a football weekend um, in um, two weeks' time. So, this weekend, lads, uh, the big stuff starts county championship. Um, the first round games are on this weekend. Uh, group one of the senior hurling championship. Has Torles Arsfields, Drummond Inch, Upper Church, and Anna Carty. Is it, are we looking at two wins for the Sayers and the Church? Um, like playing Drum, not this again, Drum didn't exactly get run at all in the mid, Carty turned him over, um, convincing enough. So it's hard to know where Drum are at. Um, with that, you know, Sayers are going well from the division, but Sayers Drum is always, there's an rivalry there that's, Gonna be on the for this stage, so it'll be, it'll be like any game things are drum would be where teams should up in the day and digs deep to win that. You know, it's on the stadium there at half four Saturday. Um, I don't be beating around the bush, Sean. Just say what you really mean there because you're, you're not afraid to say what you think of drum in the WhatsApp group. So, <laughs> no common disclaimer. Um, but no, to be uh, that first game, the first group game will tell a lot, like is in. Overturch, you fancy we got off against your rogue. They try out a steam against those in the middle in the last couple of minutes, and the other great came up to that. It's, and it's hard to know kind of a rogue rash might know more yourself than Michael A rogue, would you? Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, they had a tough in, in the in the the casual game in, in the West, and they've they have a couple of injuries, and Kevin Fox is out, I believe, for the year. Like he'd be a big loss for them. And, and look, Airog are not easily beaten. And um, I mean the they went up against G Sean as a two years ago with no hope. Oh, geez, up yeah. seven point winners, and you know it, there's a performance like that in 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 Anacarty, and I would imagine they're looking at the church game going. This is one that we will have a right cut off, you know, and um they they do they do start well. So it's, it's look it's hard to look past church based on the divisional thing, but as you said, first round of the county championship can always can always throw up. Um, Drop a surprise. Yeah, and that day, Aero against us and Dundrum, they just couldn't do that wrong. You know, they could do that again. There's not nothing to say they won't. Um, so it will be, but getting the first win is key. Like if Aero lose there, uh, are second round draws made? Are they, Mike? No, no, I don't. So well, like, maybe the draws are made, but the fixtures are. Fi- yeah, like say if they end up playing, having to play the Saturday second round, you know, and if they do get defeated again, it'd be pumped to the foot there, trying to stay in, get a third spot. Um, 
you don't want to crown Taurine like any team at Senate doesn't want to be in relegation yeah. battle, to be fair. Yeah, Group 2 uh, then in the season, your, your beloved Tumi Vera going up against Carl Barrett and Brian Amara's Holy Cross with Mullen Horn and Tenolte. How how are you how are you looking at it? Well, we, there was a lot of um, hard truths after the Kiladanga match. It was a result we really didn't need going into the county. Um, before that, if you had to ask me, I thought we'd be we were looking fairly good this year and kind of settling on our team and a game plan that suits the players. And we were hurling relatively well in the league matches and the challenge matches, but obviously that's not a proper gauge. And you know, we bet silver mines in the in the north for sure. That was really a mismatch, so you couldn't really gauge much for it. Now we were missing. We were missing three of our better players, but at the same time, Kildangan were missing three county men as well, so kind of balances itself out. But we're still without Kevin McCarthy, and we'll have Russell Cork back. Um, Kenny Ryan has started doing a bit of training, so he might might be uh, coming on as a sub. So look, I think the word is that the lads got stuck in the following week in training, and there was plenty of uh, digging going on in the training match and getting it out of their system. I think Coley Cross are missing Brian O'Mara. I think he broke his hand, you were saying there. So yeah, he'll, he'll be a massive loss out of centre-back. And, you know, when you lose him there, then you're going to have to take Cottle Barrett out of another position. So it's um, he's going to be a big loss for him. So, look, yeah. I'd, I, I'd be expecting us maybe maybe to get over the line by a couple of points. I don't think it'll be anything um, anything comprehensive. Coley Cross are well able to put it up to anyone. So I, I'd fancy us in that one, yeah. Yeah, Mullen Horn, Tenolte, then the other one, Tenolte coming off the West Wing, obviously Mullen Horn coming off losing the, the South. Um, what way do you see that one going? I'd say that'll be a good match, you know. Um, obviously, Tenolte, you, you know better than me, you saw the match last day, but they, they seem to be going well. Um, you know, Mullen Horn, I'd say they're disappointed to lose that South final because um, you want that confidence coming in when you're the promoted team and Look, I, I was looking at the scores there. They were kind of struggling for scores from play. I think Kelly scored eight or nine frees again, and they're going to need to be producing more from play if they're going to beat a team like Clonolty. So I, 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 I'd imagine Clonolty will have enough to win that one. Yeah. Um, group three then, Sean, uh, repeated last year's county final, first game of the championship on tomorrow evening in the stadium, Kildangan and Lockmore. A cracker of a game to open the championship. Jeez, yeah, for sure. And... Um, I'll be trying to tune into that there on the stream. It's live on the stream if anyone's interested as well. So, like, Clagging work good in the north, dig deep, like Lockmore against ourselves. It's kind of, it's a kind of strange game. The way they start off strong and fail the way they might have a few extra lads back for this Friday. But again, it's only to be five. Like, it's not a long turnaround. Like, when played on Sunday, they're playing the match now tomorrow even. Um, you have to fancy Clagging, but like, they're two of the top. Four or five teams in the county going at in the first round championship was some way to start off. Um, again, Lockmore used to stadium like John McGrath, no, will pop points over from anywhere inside the boundary lines. There's no two questions asked there. Um, so this kind of game seems like the game for the top spot in the group. Um, nothing against Brackens or McCarrick, but that's kind of the way it looks on paper. Fair, yeah. So that other game, obviously, as you mentioned, there, Brackens versus McCarrick, Brackens who were. Were I suppose very disappointed with their with their performance in the first round of the mid and Mike Erkey who who overturned Drum and lost out to yourselves was it in the semi final? Yeah, um, no, was it ourselves? Just mm. can't. Can't remember now. Three bit oh. upper shirts. 
Oh no, Lockmore. They beat Lockmore. Lockmore. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was trying, I was trying to think. Do we play? It was like yeah, I remember beating McCarthy, didn't they? They lost out to Lockmore. Yeah, yeah but like McCarthy are like in that game, you actually find some McCarthy on the way both teams went. Like I watched Brackens against Lockmore, and they were completely weren't that racist. Um, Carrick were good for all accounts against Drummond. Lockmore pulled way in the end, like they did a bit of class there, but um. Brackens may have been in trouble there if they lose that game against McCarkey and then they play Clang and Lockmore to try and get something out of group. So it's a very interesting group, you feel that it's it's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um and then group four of the county championship sees uh Ros Gray and Boris Lee in in round one and Nina and Killeran, uh four North teams in the um the, the Nina Nina Killeran would start to them, and that's obviously going to be a cracker of a game. Yeah, I was talking to a few Nina lads looking at the match the other day, and they're they're a bit nervous looking at Killeran. They hurled right well. Um, look at Nina, I put it up to Killadangan as well. I think they were, by all accounts, they're unlucky not to win that match. Similar enough pattern to the Killeran game. Uh, Killadangan just got a goal and a point there at the end to see it out. So, yeah, that, that group on paper is, is very tight. Um, could come down to score difference very easily for, for the second spot. Um, I, I, I fancy a draw on the killer run and Nina match, to be honest. Um, I don't see a whole lot between them the way they're hurling at the minute. So, and on the other side of it, Burris Lee and Ross Gray, look, Burris would be very disappointed with the way they went out on our championship. Um, they were kind of just gelling Dan and Brendan back into the team, that and much done as a collective there. So, I, I'd imagine they'll they'll nick past Ross Gray, but that, that won't be a foregone conclusion either. They'll be given plenty of it in the game, but very tight group. Yeah, yeah. one thing is with Ross Gray there, like Ross Gray, the years there, they've all got close, but in the last couple of minutes, they'll throw away a lead or they'll always give a team a chance. So, like, if you can overturn that, they might upset one of the odds in that group, which, not, and especially with the way Allen Highland and them were hurling, like, they have a few lads that can do that. Yeah, and Ian are missing. Missing Connor McCarthy as well out of the full back line. I think there, there's a bit of a weakness there. They've had a young, an 18 year old Paul McLaughlin playing cornerback the last time. I think he had a hard game. So I think their full back line's a bit vulnerable. But uh, I, I, it's hard to see past Nina either. But I, I think there'll be a draw on that one. So yeah. we'll, we'll do predictions in a while. But that, that'll be a tight group overall. Yeah, the, we'll say the, the group itself it doesn't have any. Um, divisional winner. So one of the big ones is going out of of the county championship in the round robin, and it's it, it's probably the tightest group of the lot of them, isn't it? Savagely tight. It's okay. like a mini North Championship, really. Um, Taking any of them, look, they've all teams that have beaten each other in the last couple of years at, at different different times of the year. So very hard to call the. the even the order of that group, well, yeah. alone who will win it. So and like Killeran having the fallback, it's like Killeran in our final. That's they're the fallback, I and mean, that's yeah. why they're one and forward. Like that's yeah, they were yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So lads, we'll um we'll do a we'll do a, a little prediction competition between the, the the Premier View. Um, we'll we'll put up all the games and we'll we'll each pick a or who we think we're going to be the winners from the from the three grades, and um, I suppose. Inda, you'll probably think you're going to come out on top again. Sean will probably make a mess of it because you think there's transfers or something. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll get the lads to throw that up on on, on social media, and we'll um, we'll have a bit of crack with that over the over the coming weeks. Um, we'll just have a a quick look at the Seamus Arene 
uh, groups. We won't go into them with as much detail, but um, Group 1 has the Swan versus the Sairs and Burgess versus Kildangan. Um, again, there'll be, there'll be tight games. You'd imagine, would, would Burgess and the Swan be, be the favourites to get over the, the two second teams? Yeah, you kind of would. It's be between ourselves and Langan for the team that may come last in that group. Um, again, we're playing Sunday against Swan. It depends on who we use again this Saturday. And we've used a few lads already in the mid-championship as well. Um, but the games kind of went on, so it is. But then Swan's in the south when he scores 1-8-9 there in the game. You know, so looking at that, like again, can't say much more than what Swan's score. But we always, the fair, are always competitive enough in the arena. Like, Went out last year against Lauren the first round and was that you know, so it is we'll give it a rattle on it for sure. And um if you expect Burge more of Kalangan, um many of Kalangan used in the A so far. If we injuries there, the one in Norkins in the end of but should yeah, put a few B lads for that. They're almost like two completely different panels, Sean. Um yeah. I think they kind of separate them out at the very start of the year and unless they really need to, they mm. won't take anyone. Oh, um, right, fair enough. And Borges um, are just after coming down from Dan Breen, so you'd imagine yeah. they're going to be, they, they yeah. should be too good for, for Kildang yeah. and second team. Yeah. That game. yeah. Um, group two again has four North, well, three North teams and a mid team, Clannacinny in the Mines and Newport and Temple Derry. Clannacinny in the Mines could be a, a tough enough game, couldn't it? Yeah, I think the, they'll be, both those teams will really be eager to get off that winning start um, with the two. You could say bigger teams and mm-hmm. on the in the last two games. Uh Silver Mines were very poor against us. Um I think they were so reliant again on Jason. And there's a few young lads introduced. Maybe down at that level, maybe they'll be a bit a bit more of a benefit. Um Clan Kenny, I'm not sure the results Clan Kenny had in the league this year, what sort of shape they're in, but I'd say that'll be a tight enough game. I think both teams will fancy it. Yeah. Uh, the other game then Newport who, who were beaten James Reed final last year and Temple Derry who uh, started very well in the North Championship before I suppose limping out then in, in was it the quarter final um, probably disappointing, disappointingly from their from their own view but again I mean they'd, they'd be that would be a very tough game between two, two decent Ireland sides yeah it's a bit of a derby as well there'll be close neighbours as well so um, Temple Derry, I think they just just kind of threw in the towel against Barcelona after winning an absolute epic against Ross Gray. Um, but I think I was saying it to you after they won the Ross Gray match in the podcast, like they've done this over the years, and then the next game they've went out and limped out of it and not produced what they're what they're capable of. Um, I think they've nearly got a full team out. I think they're missing Derek Carey, maybe who was a bit a bit of a loss for him. But um, Newport put up a fairly good show against Nina and the North Championship. I think they were I think they were winning at half time. Um, so, like, they've had a lot of confidence from the run they had last year, and they have a good team. Um, I think Newport might do enough there, I think. Yeah. Uh, group three of that of the Seamus Arene, Sean, Sean Tracy's versus Killinall in one round, in one game, and Gorton Who did the, the recently up from intermediate against Ballina. Again, it's very tight. The Tracy's, they, they relegated Ballingarry last year. They... They put up a decent performance against Clonolty, scoring two thirteen. I think it was twenty one points to two thirteen. It it finished um, in in the West semi final. So um, and then Killinall is obviously they they'll be coming off the back of winning the South and a good win over Munnahorn. So it'll be a tight game. Probably fancy Killinall maybe to come through it. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of fancy Killinall to pull through. It said there like 
Bubbles kind of has had a good year overall for clubbing count so far, so he could be a difference in that. Um, and the other game is hard to know. Got new come up, they earned it the hard way, you know, uh, to an intermediate group along. Um, and then Balnair kind of an upcoming team, to be fair, at underage, and that's so that would be a very interesting game. Um, see how it goes. So to be hard to call, if you're going to kill all any, I'd probably, I'd probably go Balnair to sneak the other game then. Yeah, and in the last group in, in the James Arena, then we have um, Laura and St. Mary's and Fort Row and Cashel. Um, Laura did quite well in the, didn't they, in the, in the North Championship, uh, put up a good performance. And then Mary's will have, the, they obviously have Seamus Kindy. Um, and I think they, did, did they play last year? No, they didn't play last year. I saw St. Mary's play Balna last year and St. Mary's were quite decent. But, um Laura seem to be improving year on year, don't they? Yeah, they've they've built on to get into the Orient final fairly well. Like they, they played Bursley in the North Championship, and I think they're actually running that up until up until after the second water, second half water break. So, you know, they they've a very pacey team, and John McIntyre's over him, and he's he's getting a great tune out of him. Um, I don't know much about Saint Mary's. Look, they've I still got a young enough team. Um, from the minor team there, about was it four or five years ago, they won a couple of minors in a row. Um, so I was tough for them up against the football. So, um, uh, I I I'd imagine Laura will probably be looking to top that group. Um, they probably should be building on the performance against Bursley. They seem to be confident, so I would probably fancy Laura in that one. Yeah, and it wasn't much between Laura and Porto last year. Played them, no, and even their own game. So, and cash count that's a cracking group kind of on paper when you look at it overall. Where yeah, teams yeah. are kind of coming at. Yeah. Portro and Cashel then is the, is the last game in, in, the, in that group and, um, Port I suppose they're, they're always a tough dogged team but I think Cashel will have, probably have their sights on winning the Shams Arena this year so I mean if they if they are to win it they're going to have to win this game aren't they? they're going to have to win it yeah uh, do, you think, do you think they're ready I'd say maybe you were saying there earlier that you know it'll take time for the new lads to bet in I'd say I'd say it probably will have an effect on them as the games come and there's a bit of adversary put up against them. Like, and there's these lads on the pitch that maybe you don't know as well. And there might be a bit of, a bit of a scalping in it as well. But um, I'd say Cashel will be happy to get out of the group and maybe get a good run into a semi-final or quarter-final for the first year anyway. But Portro are dogged enough and they're not long down out of Danbreen. Yeah. They'll be hard to beat. Like they're, they're an experienced team. Um, I I'd actually back Portro on that to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know enough about Portro and of late to 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 know how they go against against Cashel. But I suppose look, it, it's just going to be interesting. I think over the next six weeks to see how Cashel go in their in their three games and and will they improve over 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 the time. Um, what the, what what did you think of the, the makeup of the team? That the the positionals positional changes with the lads. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I think I'd probably prefer to see Jer Brown out in the in the middle of the field. I think that's yeah. where he, do, he does his best hurling. Now I know he is carrying a, um, a hamstring injury. He had a, he had a wrapped up so, and he did he only came on for the last ten minutes of the semi final against Arrow. So he does have he does have a, have a bit of an injury. But um, I I'd probably like to see Devon more involved in the game. Um, I mean we saw at under twenty level how, how he, he played fierce well for for Tip. Um, but again, what's his best position as a corner forward or wing forward? You know, he's kind of out in the wing with Tip and uh, maybe more loose and Roman, like, whereas he, he played kind of corner forward last weekend. 
Um, but but with the Bonners as well are, are hurling fierce. Well, Con, Con Bonner is in the middle field. Ross in the, in the football line. Ross is captain and um, two two terrific hurlers as well. But then they they do have a couple of young guys around them. I mean, Dan Maloney is only eighteen. He's hurling wing forward, and I think Aaron was on. He's nineteen on the on the other wing. Like so, they they are they are they do have a few young lads around the place as well. So I suppose look, it's it's kind of a learning curve for for them, but. Um, but I do know they have aspirations of winning Seamus Arena this year, and I suppose they'd have to when they, when you put oh, that yeah. kind of talent into your team, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but as you said, uh, I, I'd like to see him uh, with a bit of in a in a very tight battle and see how they, how they come out. I think that's that's kind of what we all want to see, really, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, interesting groups in in Seamus Arena, and, and very hard to. To pick a winner, uh, intermediate hurling lads would fly through them. Uh, group one, the group of death, uh, two two divisional winners, and, and potentially a third. Mine versus first Kane in the first one, uh, drum second team against uh, Cap White in, in the second one. Um, mine are, are obviously all year in, year out touted as the best team in this competition, and um, haven't won it now. Won the mid handy, Sean, but um, can, can they drive on now? Do you think? Um. Yeah, they, they can, but it's kind of um, in the group there, first game, that won't be easy starting off that first game. But like, it's hard to go past them again, say it every year. But they, they are one of the best teams. It's like Gurt Lewis caught last year. Um, and Boris Kane have that kind of senior kind of level about them. So it'll be interesting. Um, it's hard to know. I presume Cap White have enough for Drum. Um, from second team, like kind of having a bit of issues there at the moment. Um, they don't even feel a junior eight team there recently, so it's hard to know where they're at. But then it could come out then and blow you out the water as well, so it's hard yeah. to know. But the first two games, you have to kind of fancy mind who will come first yeah. if they keep the momentum going there. Uh, yeah, but Birds of Cain are they're obviously another tough dog at north side, and you might know more about them when we played them two years ago in Kilcommon at the end of the draw. And um, yeah, they're I mean, Birds of Cain won't be easily beaten, and and I suppose from the outset, before any draws were made, you would have said mine and Boris Kane were up there as favourites for the competition. Yeah, Boris Kane, they're in that grade a long time now, but um, you know they've had a few good runs in the competition, but I think they're just struggling to get over the line. They still have some some very good hurlers there. They've Gary Ryan there, remember he used to play underage with Tip, mm-hmm. and Philip Austin is still a focal point for them in an attack. Um, uh, the young lad Larkins there is a really good hurler. Sure they're, is, yeah. they're a very, very young team. Um, there's kind of a they're missing an age bracket there in the middle, kind of between 23 and 28 or nine, and they just seem to have a few a lot of experience with a lot of young lads sprinkled in there. So they're they're never going to be an easy task. Um, it's hard to know. Yeah, you, it's hard to look past. Um, hard to look past mine, but um, they they be they be. I'd say they've have they've aspirations of winning the county. I think at this stage, yeah, they'll be hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, sure is, and then um. Yeah, our, ourselves and, and Drum and the other one, I suppose a lot will depend on, on how Drum, we're hoping that Drum and the Sayers is a, in the senior game is a, is a very tight fair. And Five subs for each team. Yeah, you have to use all the subs, you know. And, um, <laughs> but um, look, we're, if, you'd have asked, if you'd have asked me three, two weeks ago how I would have said we were going bad, I think I did say we were going poor. But the last two weeks, we showed a lot of fight and obviously winning the divisional title at the third, third time of asking it would have I think it would have been a real killer if we'd have lost another final um, in the grade um, so I think we're carrying a bit of form into it I hope we do get to the two points Sunday evening um, to, to win that game um, and it will set us up 
for for the for the following two games, which won't which won't be easy. Uh, group two, then Kickhams and uh, Belly Bacon, Grange and Carrick Devons and Money Gall. Um, again, Kickhams and, and Belly Bacon they played last year in the quarterfinals, I think, and and Kickhams won it. Uh, but Belly Bacon, we had played Belly Bacon, and they're they're their tough side and um, Cummins pulls a lot of strings for them Brendan Cummins and I don't know I don't think he played in the South Championship but I'm sure he'll be back if he goes to the County Championship um, and Keekums in obviously without the without the transfers but I mean they're Keekums showed well at the start but I, I, they were poor now today they played us in the semi-final but were without Kieran Breen who has concussion I don't I, I hope for his sake that he's back but Brendan Ryan I think is after doing a cruise ship so he'll be out for the year so it'll be interesting to see how how uh, how Keekums get on. Davins and Moneygall, in the you said Moneygall were were going well, form team up in the north and the intermediate. Yeah, they're they're starting to come good again, Moneygall the last few years, an injection of a few good young lads. Um the young lad of the Corwins and they've job forwarded there after in their twenties. And as Sean Kennelly was very good for the minors last year and mm. he's scoring very heavy for them. I think in the last game he scored he scored two, 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 three or two, four against Shannon Orvis from play. So he's he's putting up great scores for them. Uh, Davins won the junior a few years ago. Hardy team. Um, I don't know if they have the same amount of hurdles Money Gall have at the minute. So you'd imagine Money Gall will have enough to beat beat Davins in that one. Yeah, and um, you should sure, yeah, the way things are going, you would imagine that they would indeed. Uh, group three of the intermediate championship. Uh, Sean Borlahan and Mile Rovers two. Two losing divisional finalists, uh, Golden. Obviously, you have three losing divisional finalists in that in that um, group, and Kilshiel and it makes up the Borlahan and Mile Rovers. I suppose from the offset, you would have said Borlahan going on last year. I mean, Mile Rovers were in the relegation final. Borlahan were in the semi final of the the championship itself. So you'd mm. have to say Borlahan, but then went down quite badly at the weekend. Yeah, for sure. And like one thing, what I think to me the grade is like picking the teams in up in semis last year, start of the year. We're on about they wouldn't have picked them, and this year there could be shocks again. So you kind of go on current form, and Borland may have been in a better place last year and this year. That's not to say they, go, they won't go out now, um, this weekend there and on Saturday and beat my Rovers. But um, goal, I'm kind of sick enough now after losing to yourselves next time. Um, they want to fight back, and again, like, but then if Kinshielen can hold Jack Leamy there in the forward line, it's hard to see their threat. Like, so if, if Kinshielen, I presume, more. Would have watched that match or have been at it, it might have no inkling of how to clover goal in there. Yeah, I mean, Kinshielen would be no bad side with the two Mahars and the two Kyos. Um, do you know what I mean? They, they have yeah. a couple of names that can win games for you. Andy Burns obviously got injured last <coughs> week in, in the West Final. He'll be a, a loss to Golden if he's not fully fit because he, he does kind of make them tick a bit. He's the, the, the older head there and, and he's able to, to, to grab a game by the scruff of the neck, whereas Jack is obviously only just kind of. Coming into coming into his first year in it, but yeah, it'll be I suppose going on form. You'd have to say golden, but it'll be um, it'll be, that's a repeat of a semi final there from two years ago as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it is. So uh, that'll be a that'll be an, an interesting group overall as well. And then the last group in the intermediate championship sees uh, Ballina Hinch North teams again, Ballina Hinch and Shannon Rovers, and then uh, Ballingarry and Arval Rovers, who are who are the junior champions, newly promoted. Uh, Inda, do you know much about Ballon Hinch and Rovers? Uh, Ballon Hinch, they've been they've been a decent team at the grade for the last ten years. I think they're still a bit too reliant on like Shane McGrath and 
they don't they don't not really producing the players to push them on to win a county title. Um, look, they'll probably fairly comfortably stay in the division, but I I I can't imagine that there'll be any great shakes come the come the knockout games. Um, Shannon Rovers, you'd be expecting a bit more from them. They've been fairly poor this year so far. They've shipped a couple of beatings in the group North Intermediate Group, and they got fairly well beaten by Moneygall um, in the semi final. So, um, I. I think it could probably be a shootout between themselves and Aravale, maybe for the second spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, there'll be good matches in that group again. Yeah, yeah. Aravale Rovers are very unlucky in the West semi-final against Golden. They were six points up coming down the stretch and, and managed to lose it by a point and even had a, a what, what many would consider an easy free to level it at the end, which, which was driven wide. But um, they, they certainly performed well after coming out after winning the junior. But um, they're on that road, I suppose, because they're training since May, whatever it was, seventh of June for for that junior championship and, and won it and, and had the bounce off of that. Ballangarry, um, just first year down intermediate and managed to win the south. So I'd say that would be an interesting game. Um, it'll to see with a team coming down out of Seamus Marine team coming up from junior where whereabouts they're they're at because sometimes it can be hard to to get your feet in in the grade, can't it? Yeah. Intermediate grade is probably the best, it's probably the best grade in the in the county, isn't it? Like you, year on year, you don't know who's going to make a run, and it's very hard to pick winners in most matches. That's for sure. I mean, like only look at last year's relegation, um, Golden, who had been Golden and Kinchilin, who had both been in in um, semi-finals the year before, were were nearly in relegation. Golden War and ourselves, we were in it in Mile Rovers. You know, it's a and and then anyone can can win. It. We've seen. Um, the Sayers went on a run Sean there three years ago and won it beat Cashel in the final the, the following year the Tracys kind of we beat Tracys in the first round of the West Championship and, and they didn't lose a game again then after that because they you know, it just fell right for them so it's Gurton uh, Hill last year like, so it is Gordon a competition Hill, that yeah. teams get a run to get momentum and it's it's unreal like I if I go to here's a tenner and put in the winner, I just say here, bite <laughs> a very a very even grade. Yeah. So look, there's forty there's sixteen teams in each in each grade. Um is that that's forty eight teams, so twenty-four games. We'll um Sean is going to do off by one of his famous spreadsheets with, with the twenty-four games on and we'll pick we'll pick our winners and um from from week to week we'll see how 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 it's going. We'll have a bit of crack with that. Um I suppose we'll have to mention the fancy hurling and uh, uh, although I'm looking here at the top 10 I don't see your name on it so you don't really have much to be bragging about I didn't want to win it out I just wanted to beat you and Sean that's all I was saying uh, I came last today I presume I haven't logged in sure. <laughs> typical <laughs> typical excuses so yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very competitive last week um, we had a, an Italian winner lads uh, Marina Fuzella. Uh, from Dulwich Harps in Italy with a score of 175 to, to overtake Shane Hassett and uh, and take the title. So, Marina, if you're listening... Uh, There's postage, postage there be expensive now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> dog this deep. Typical tight turtles, man. Uh, get, in, get in contact with the, with us on, on Twitter or, or uh, email podpremierview at gmail.com and we'll organise to get your your jersey out to you. Second place, Shane Hassett from Drummond Inch, who, who had led there for the last couple of weeks. And third place with a huge score in, in the last round, Dean Bergen there from Galtier Rovers. He had 212, which um, 
brought him right up the table into third place, finishing the score of 1 4, 3 5. But uh, harder on the ditch there, uh, down into fourth. Uh, Inda has a rude smile on his face. <laughs> Uh, one, four, two, six. So uh, quite a quite a competitive league, and uh, something we'll probably look at again uh, yeah. next year. Get on to us there and give us your address and your. Yeah, <laughs> we'll send you a little something there. In the Tracy, just outside the, the top ten, there in eleven days, <laughs> uh, a score of one, three, five, four, and um, yeah, there I am down in twenty sixth place, uh, one, two, six, seven, with a horrible score of eighty in the last week, but. Uh, I wasn't, so well I, wasn't like, a tor- I wasn't a turncoat and I put all two players into my team. So, I mean, that's yeah, my excuse and I'm sticking to it. And I'm not going down through all the pages trying to find Sean Smith's name on the uh, on the last page. Uh, uh, very yeah. embarrassing out in Tordis Sayers, man. So I kind, kind of didn't read the rules correctly. But we do have to go back to Tumi Vera for our our bogey prize uh, there at bottom of the table Paul Tracy Una's milk wagons uh, <laughs> a score of 814 points a uh, dismal dismal from the SNC coach to the Tumi Varys in Ireland yeah he's a bit of a shambles now I'm going to have to say that to him I actually forgot about him did he beat you Sean? surely not no no he was last he was he was <laughs> propping up the table Um. So next, lads, uh, Camogie at the weekend. They're in their fourth semi-final in a row. They play uh, Galway in Crow Park. Inda uh, is going to speak to Dennis Kelly, a selector on on the on the Camogie, and we wish them the best of luck at, at the weekend. So joining us now to preview this weekend's All-Ireland Camogie semi-final between Tipperary and Galway is Tipperary selector Dennis Kelly. Dennis, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Enda. Uh, hard-earned victory against uh, Watford at the weekend, Dennis. Uh, it was a really scrappy game with very windy conditions, playing a big part. Uh, just glad to get out of there with the win. Yeah, delighted to get out with the win. We knew it would be a, a bit of a banana skin there, uh, you know, meeting them again for the for the third year um, in the quarterfinal stages. So we, were, we knew it would be a, a tricky one. And then played against the wind in the first half and found it going quite difficult. But um, we came to terms with them in the second half and got the victory. So we're happy enough now um, going in under the radar a bit into the semi-final. Coming into the first half when you knew you were playing against the wind, was it a case of uh, curtailing them as much as possible and keeping the le- score as level as possible? Yeah, we just tried to get to terms with their uh, game plan as well. I suppose they were pushing up a lot. Uh, they might have been overly interested in, in getting scores, but they were marking a lot of our uh, girls tight. And just getting the feel for the for the conditions, and um, you know we kicked on then in the second half uh, after that. But look, it was a it was, it was a tough tough game, uh, but it was it, it hopefully stand to us now with this coming weekend when we go to prepare. Yeah, so another semi final um, coming up this time in Croke Park. Probably a game earlier than you expected. Obviously, we weren't expecting it until the football was called off. Everyone must be excited for that. Yeah, there is good excitement now as long as we bring our, our A game to it. Uh, you know, there's no point in going up and uh, getting overall by the occasion. So look, we're working on that and, and girls are seem to be, you know, the, the pressure is off a little bit now because you have, you know, you've got to the semi-final again and everyone expected us to, win, to beat Waterford and we've done that now. So I think the, the pressure valve has been released a little bit and, uh, you know, I hope now the girls can go out and express themselves um, 
in Crow Park at the weekend. Probably would suit us a bit more, kind of Waterford were playing a, a sweeper in that game, trying to curtail our forwards. You'd expect Galway to be a bit more open and might suit us a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Look, we're not sure. They get a lot of uh, defenders behind the ball, but they're not, they don't go a uh, full out sweeper normally, you know. So look at it, these things can change too. But uh, look, at it's it, we're we're really looking forward to it now. It'll be a different game again, and we'll have to you know step it up a few notches to have a chance. Familiar opponents, obviously, you played them last last November in the semi final. Uh, that'll be a tough nut to crack again. And I suppose the way the semi final went last year, there was a lot of injuries, and you seem to have a, more of a full deck this time and more continuity coming into the match. Yeah, look, there's three or four more girls there that weren't there last year. I know I was at home sitting on the couch last year watching it, but it was it was disappointing. You know, the scores were low and, and, and I suppose the girls missed a few chances that they'd normally put away. But still, you know, you were down some key personnel like Warner the Wire, Nicole Walsh and girls like that. So look at it, it's we have we have a much stronger panel, you know, albeit we're we're down uh, Claude Quirk and Sarah Friday, but we're still we've kicked on you know, seamlessly without them. But you know, at this stage now it kind of gets a bit more serious and you could do with everyone, you know. Probably uh, highlighted a bit more the last day with the likes of Caught Van, Nicole Walsh, probably not in the game as much, and they're the leaders on that team. And other players stepped up to stepped up to the plate, like Eamon McGrath and Arena Friday. Yeah, look, we need that, and we've been working on that all year. Uh, you know, still caught. She chipped in with her with her freeze there, and she was, you know, she she takes a lot of mind from the opposition, and you know, the freeze some of them freeze and 65, 45s and things that, you know, they're vital and you can see other teams, you know, coughing them up and not putting them away. So that, that's a vital part of it. But look, it caught us as a target on our back for, for the last few years. So it's up to the other girls now to, to step up and, and uh, you know, do their bit as well. Is this game going to be a case of going with the tried and tested plan and personnel that served you so well so far? Or will you be looking at tweaks tactically to Taylor for Galway? Yeah, look, we're always looking at tweaks. Uh, we still have you know, we only use three substitutes the last day. So, look, we'll be looking to, to have the five ready to go and we'll be maybe tweaking things a little bit. You know, there's no point in going in with the same plan as you've had all year because, you know, things need will change in front of your eyes. So, look, we have to be ready for every eventuality and uh, hopefully we're, we're getting there now at this stage. And I was talking to Bill there last week before the Waterford match and he was complaining a bit about the three-week break uh, between the, the group stages and the quarterfinal. That might work out in your advantage now with Galway having that had a four-week break since their last game. Yeah, look, it's, they're, they're probably a little, maybe a little bit rusty and we're going to target the, the, the start of the game, uh, definitely, because, you know, we, we've seen it ourselves there. You know, it's hard to, you're, you're inside training uh, amongst yourselves, but it's not the same then as, you, uh, as a championship game. So, look, that's that might, you know, go against them for the first five. But look, we know they'll be a serious challenge. Um, you know, I know they're, some of their management team up there, um, and that, and they'll, they'll leave no stone unturned. So look, at it's going to be a hopefully a humdinger. And you know, if we can get over it by a pint, we'll be delighted. That breakthrough has to come sooner or later into finals since two thousand and six. Since we've been there, same since we've been in Croke Park. Uh, what a tie it would be to get it done in front of a big crowd. And it's great to have the games have been put up there and in front of a big crowd, isn't it? It is. It's it's great now, and hopefully, look, the crowd will travel as well. You know, you're you're talking about. Uh, tickets for five euros there for for kids and fifteen for adults. So it's you know it's a real it'd be a great day out in Crow Park and you're not it's not costing a fortune. So hopefully the tip people will travel because this team have a you know they've they've really got the imagination a little bit there with the with the play they've been playing during the year and the 
you know, the style that they've been playing and uh, or the high score they've been getting. So hopefully the, the people who come out and support them and shout them on, it means a lot to the girls when they get get a big uh, buzz behind them, you know. So um, fingers crossed we can we can do the business for, for the people at Chip. Uh, how are you in terms of injuries then, Dennis? We had a uh, worry inside with Mary Ryan going off with the elbow injury there at the start of the second half against Waterford. Would she be okay to play? Yeah, we're hoping anyway. We're going to we're going to hang in there and hope that she's she's right by the end of the week. Uh, Ethan McGray as well is carrying a bit of a knock. Uh, she's a, an injured hand and uh, leg, but hopefully everyone will. You know, it's dollar and semi finals, so we give the girls every chance to be ready for it, and hopefully we'll have a full day uh, come Sunday. Hopefully the tip public get behind it. It's been a it's been a tough year for everyone involved with Tipperary at every grade. So. They're, they're our last uh, torch, our torch uh, lighting at the moment, and our last chance of an All Ireland. Yeah, that's it. Look at it. It's, it doesn't matter whether it's Ireland, Ireland football or, or Camogie or whatever it is. You know, we're, we're representing Tipperary, and the girls are proud of that. And they've been, you know, they've been talking about that during the week. So, look at if if you can at all get out and support them or, or get on and watch the match and uh, you know send on your messages because uh, look, it'd be great to get to the All Ireland with this team. They've been they've been there long enough. But there's no guarantees either. You know, you don't you get handed a, a place in the All-Ireland Finals, so we'd have to work hard for it. And that's what we tend to do. That's great, Dennis. Uh, best of luck anyway. And uh, hopefully you're in the All-Ireland come next week. And uh, I'll chat to you again. Thanks very much, Andy. And that's all we have time for this week, folks. Um, thanks very much to Enda and Sean for joining us. Hopefully when we talk to you next week, uh, Camogies will be in an All-Ireland Final for the first time since 2006. And um, Tipper Dornabu. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.